Turn with me to Psalm 119, 133. Psalm 119, 133. And if you want to pull out your burgundy hymnal to page 126, you can look at that as well. Psalm 119, 133. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. This is careful watchfulness of heart and soul. David prays for two great spiritual blessings. The first one is for God's direction by ordering his steps through God's word. And the second one is preservation from any sin which could have dominion over him. Godly men desire to be kept right by God, even in the little things of life, and have God ordering and directing their steps, their goings, their conduct, and their life. Right. Second part of the verse is, Let not any iniquity have dominion over me, not only great sins, but lesser ones, even the least of them. The prayer is deliverance from any luster or sin and to not be under the power of any, as Paul would say. He kept his body under his body uh, and brought it into subjection. Sin reigns over men, over wicked men in this earth and oftentimes has great power over good men and puts them upon doing that which is evil and hinders them from doing that which is good. It carries them captive and threatens to have the victory over them and rules in them. Souls everywhere are stumbling on the path of life and have sin winning the victory in their lives. Okay, I want to primarily address the men here today with the rest of this presentation because we're the leaders of our homes and lives. I have a lot to cover, so I'll talk fast. Uh, be quick listeners. Joshua Unger recently challenged some new members with three words. Go, fight, win. And that will be my theme throughout for this psalm over sin in our lives. Amen. Go, fight, win. What issues prey on your weaknesses? What besetting sin in your life is holding you captain, captive that you haven't laid aside? Are you winning the battles that matter most? We're all in a fight, whether you know it or not. Right. Satan, your spiritual enemy, wants to take you out. His mission statement is to seek, kill, and destroy. Yes. Not hurt or maim, but destroy. He's a master at making strong men weak. Sometimes he does that by making us comfortable, secure, and safe, especially in America in today's time. Yes. As we're about to sing, we must do as well in prayer and action. My soul be on thy guard. Right. 10,000 foes arise. Right. The host of sin are pressing hard yes. to draw thee from the skies. Our souls need to be on constant guard because our adversary goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. A watch and fight and pray. The battle near give o'er. Go, fight, win. Countless, countless men are really aggressive at work and very successful in that realm. There's type A leaders that go in, take charge of situations, and conquer their marketplace. These same guys come home and become passive, crashing on their couch, shirking the other duties and responsibility us as men have leading our families. Worldly men don't hesitate to take the field in one setting and bench themselves when they get home. Us men are often disciplined in our careers, hobbies, and fitness. We commit to what we want to commit to, spending hours researching our favorite things and worshiping at the altar of selfishness, but not spending even five minutes in God's word.
to build ourselves spiritually. It's no wonder sin can take hold in our lives and we're unable to defeat sins that easily beset us. We should go, fight, win. Many of us deeply love God and our families, and yet some of these same people often find themselves locked in sin and able to break free. Sin has dominion in their lives, so they do what they've done for centuries. They fake it by living one life publicly and another privately. Are we smiling godly and loving smiles outwardly, but inwardly have a raging fire of sin within us? I pray that not be so, and we do not let any iniquity have dominion over us. We must humble ourselves and pray, Lord, I'm weak. Lord, I need you. Real men can admit this. We must be warriors against sin in our lives. What does it mean to be a warrior? It's men who can admit their limitations. It's not about six-pack abs or being a tough guy. It's not about succeeding in life and winning everyone's admiration and envy. Being a true warrior is knowing the source of one's strength. It's about knowing your weaknesses and turning to God to empower you, to make you the man he intended you to be. Though Satan makes strong men weak, God is in the business of making weak men strong. Your past isn't the most important thing. Your future is. Do you live by repentance or remorse in your life? God often uses the painful moments we dread the most to do something deep within us. It's how God shapes us to be the men and women he wants us to be. If there's no struggles, there's nothing to fight for. And God has a unique way of awakening the dormant warrior within us that prepares us to fight and win an even bigger battle after attaining victory in smaller ones. Go fight, win. We are generally strong men with weak wills, strong in our spirit and the power of his might and weak in our flesh, but we are not weak if we make proper use of those means that God has placed within our power. Patrick Henry said, The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It's to the vigilant, the active, the brave. Right. You have the strength that God has given you to use in serving and loving those around you. What has God blessed you with that you can identify in your life right now? You have gifts to use for God's glory. You have been chosen or set apart. You have battles to fight, and you have the right weapons to fight with. Check out Ephesians 6. You have a fight, and you must win. And you have God, who has already given you the victory. We have lots of examples of men in the Bible, some victorious over sin in their lives, and some that failed miserably. Samson was one of those men that couldn't escape his flaws. Regardless of all the things he had going for him and all the blessings he had in his life, even chosen by God and special, but for all those blessings, sometimes we're often our own worst enemies. Can you relate? Samson had a potential for greatness, but he squandered that potential again and again through foolish decisions. He gave in to his emotions instead of following God's word. He lunged immediately after the instant gratification instead of obeying God. He lost sight of his blind spots, which ultimately cost him his physical sight. Most guys today are no different with little discipline. Samson's life shows us the three major problems that have made strong men weak since the beginning of time. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Lust says I want it, entitlement says I deserve it, pride says I can handle it. How can a man ordained by God and set apart for greatness like Samson that served God faithfully for 20 years mess up his life so badly? The answer isn't that surprising. Men have been ruining their lives since the beginning of time. We ruin them one step at a time. Very few men screw up all at once. They make one bad decision, follow by another compromise, then a lie on top of another simple decision. Little by little, they dig a big simple hole that feels impossible to climb out of. 
You don't have to go looking for trouble. It will come looking for you. We have to remain vigilant in our hearts if we're going to protect our bodies. If you lose the fight against temptation, ignore the gifts he's given you, living for yourself instead of standing for the people you were made to stand in the gap for, your life could end up worse than Samson. Just imagine being in your 40s, 50s, or 60s with a failed marriage or more than one, maybe broken relationships, or a whole myriad of other heartaches because you didn't fight against sin today. You would ask yourself, why didn't I engage? Why didn't I fight? Why didn't I tell the truth? Why didn't I ask for help? Why didn't I confess my sins? Where are you headed today? What are you going to do now so you don't have to ask those questions later? Do you have the guts to stand up and fight? Do you have what it takes to be God's man? You must have a battle plan or you will fall victim. Watch for temptation. It's waiting for you. Don't fight just the meaningless battles. Fight the ones that matter most and fight for your life. For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops, Luke 12, 2. This is real, and this will happen. Would you rather be in control of that conversation or have it happen to you? It's so much better to confess your sins and have forgiveness than to be caught in them. Maybe a time in your future where you watch your private life become public and you dread seeing anyone because you're so humiliated by your actions. That's where sin leads. But it doesn't have to go down this way. You can be a godly man. You can be a godly husband. You can be a godly father. No matter what has happened to you in your past, you can be God's man, but you have to keep fighting. You can't give up. You have to stop trying to do it in your own strength because our spiritual enemy, Satan, is an expert in making strong men weak. Fortunately, and don't miss this, our God specializes in making weak men strong, and God is with you, and he is for you. The God we serve absolutely loves to make weak men strong. Go, fight, win. You can be a man of spiritual strength, integrity, and courage. You can be that man, a warrior. Many of us rationalize our sin. We justify our sin based on how clean the rest of our life is. We may say, this is my one vice. I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl. I don't do anything else bad, then other men justify it as something private. What I do is no one else's business. It's my life, I can do what I want, attitude. I don't care what other people think anyway. We try to let ourselves off the hook by saying if no one else knows, what's the big deal? What I'm doing isn't hurting anyone. We're like dogs returning to folly and vomit. And folly causes great shame and pain and souls and lives. Sin hurts men, it hurts their families, hurts their fortunes, fame and health. Yet as men, we rush back into it again and again, even after sober oaths of repentance. What's wrong with us? Our instincts are depraved and defiled. We love that which we should hate and hate that which we should love. Lord, let not any iniquity have dominion over us. Order our steps in your word. Let's get rid of any sin that might be in our lives, any vomit that tempts us. No partial turning from sin. We must flee our temptation and sins with all our might and speed Eliminate sources of temptation. Completely satisfy your appetite with spiritual things so you hunger no more for sin. Only by God's grace and the gift of repentance can a man be saved from his folly and the snare of Satan. Flee to Christ. If you're going the wrong way, stop. Fall on your knees. Fight like a man. Cry out to God. Ask him for forgiveness. Embrace his grace. Run to the Father. Get up. Turn around. Walk the other way. Even if you've only gone one step. 
or thousands of steps in the wrong direction, turn around and walk the other way. Right. It's not too late. God's grace is enough for you. First John 1 John 1.9 is true. doesn't cost us anything to do this, just courage and honesty. You can be the man you were created to be. You can make a difference. You can live righteously. You can be a man of integrity. Do you have the courage to return to God in humility, as David did in Psalm 51? God will not despise a broken and contrite spirit. Right. You are created to fight and win battles that benefit others, not just for yourself. Right. You're called to be on the front lines, pushing forward, pushing back the enemy, and glorifying God by your life. Fighting for a victorious Christian life is not just what you do, but it's who you are. Be spirit-led and not emotion-driven. Turn I want it into I want God, whatever it is for you. As soon as you start to feel that tug, the gravity drawing you in the wrong direction, resist the pull, capture those thoughts, and force them to be obedient unto Christ. What you really want is God and His strength, His daily power, His Word living inside you. You want Him ordering your steps, as David prayed. You want His conviction, His spirit conviction, when you sin. Make full and honest confession, admit I'm weak, I've sinned and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not. We are unholy men who sin against a holy God. We deserve death and hell. Mm -hmm. He doesn't owe us anything, and we owe him everything. Amen. My soul be on thy guard. Let us go. Fight. Win. Amen. Amen. Amen.